you're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 28. And today we're talking about harnessing your passion and achieving your goals. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and I work with thought leaders and experts to help them double their income, their freedom, and their impact to create a business and a life they love. From my business background of 25 years, I've learned there are three key areas to growing a successful business, your mindset, your talents, and the people you surround yourself with. Here in the Business Lab, we'll interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they have used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I am your host, as always, Samantha Riley, and I'm very pleased to be hanging out with you today and honoured and excited to be bringing today's featured guest. So today we're talking about harnessing your passion and achieving your goals. This is for you if you know that you're here to do something bigger, to really create a legacy, to not just create a legacy for you to leave, but for you to be living your legacy every single day. So I've invited Keith Abraham onto today's show to chat about this. Now, Keith's the premier thought leader on passionate performance and building passionate-based cultures and is dedicated to researching, training, and working with people to help them find their passion and turn it into a personal and professional capital. Now, I had the honor of working with him back in 2014, and he really helped me to create a vision that was bigger than I thought was possible. And the way he does it has helped me to not only dream, but to actually start living out some of these goals. So he's not only inspired me, but he's inspired audiences in 23 countries for more than 20 years. He's the best-selling author of five books published in 12 languages. He covers passion, goals, customer loyalty, focus, and he's one of the most generous and amazing people that I've met. So I am super excited to be bringing you today's episode with Keith Abraham. Hi, Keith. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm so excited to chat with you today and see what gold we impart into the podcast earwaves. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Imparting gold. Yeah. That sounds <laughs> excellent. Well, that's just put the pressure on you, hasn't it? That, you know, we're setting the bar right up there, <laughs> <laughs> which is totally... Super. Totally why I've invited you here today. I'm super grateful to have you on the show. And the reason I've asked you onto the, the, the podcast is because of the impact that you've had on my life in the last few years uh, after Thank sitting you. through one of your trainings. And I'm very grateful that you said yes, because I know that what you talk about has the, I guess, the capacity to change so many different people's lives. And I want to share that with as many people as we can. But before we get into it, give us a little bit of a background of you know, what it is that you're doing and the kinds of people that you work with at the moment. Yeah, good, um, Samantha. Look, I have been a professional presenter for the last 22 years. I've spoken in more than, well, I've spoken in 29 countries to more than 1.5 million people, um, written five best-selling books published in different languages, big in Slovakia. 
Um, and, uh, you know, so, so I've, I've done that and all from pretty humble beginnings, um, dropped out of school year 12, you know, first job my mum got me, work in the local council as a weed inspector, uh, maybe more about that later. Um, <laughs> so I just think if somebody like me can do it, anybody can do it really. But um, what impacted my life uh, when I was 23 and a half years of age is people, uh, somebody said, I want you to write down 100 things you want to do in your life. And, and they gave us 90 minutes to do it at this workshop, uh, this, this week-long leadership program. And I wrote down six things and I thought, she's life's going to be short. Um, and the seventh thing I wrote down was finish this list. So, Oh, wow. You know, I mean, it took me six weeks to get to 100 and I've been teaching people how to do that now for the last oh, 30 plus years and uh, more like about 35. You know, what's really powerful about that is we've helped people set more than 15 million goals around the world. So, and there's not a day that doesn't go by that I don't get some sort of a comment or a connection, you know, on all the different social media platforms we're on. Of somebody says, oh, I heard you and I did, wrote this and I can't tell you how much we've achieved since then and, you know, you wouldn't believe this has happened. I mean, you know, you and I have had an a, a interview about that as well and, and so, you know, that, that's been really powerful. So I'm uh, based in Brisbane, uh, been married to my wife Christine for 26 years. We've known each other for 27 years. Uh, we work side by side as business partners. Uh, two, two daughters, uh, one 18, one 21. And the reason why I laugh is, um, you know, they are a constant uh, source of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they are a constant source of knowledge. My, uh, my, uh, my youngest daughter came up with uh, the quote of the day today and um, we were talking about some food or whatever and, and she said, you know what I believe? I believe that it's, it's easier to climb Mount Everest than it is to only have one chip. There is the gold. Look, we can just stop the interview right now. There was the gold. Right? <laughs> that was a profound observation. And, and funny enough, I think, yeah, you might be 100% right. Yeah, you might be I mean, you know, something like, there, right? Yeah, might, well, well and truly onto something there. So, so they're, you know, they're fantastic. Uh, got a wonderful clients. Most of my clients are all corporate, so... Been working Toyota, Lexus, you know, um, Tal Insurance, uh, Commonwealth Bank, Westpac, Suncorp, um, Mercer, uh, Booper in the UK, um, different franchise groups from uh, Retail Food Group to uh, Food Co to uh, Collins Food, you know. So, um, so you know, I, I, I speak at about 100 conferences a year, been doing that for the last 22 years. So mm. uh, I get a chance to, to meet and talk to a lot of people and, and get to like a bit of a feel for, you know, where people are at. Love it. And, you know, for people, the, you know, for thought leaders, you did mention that you get about, was it 15 million goals written? Yeah, thought we had help people set more than 15 million goals. That, that's huge. Because, you know, as thought leaders, we want to influence people and to make an impact in the world. And to know that that's that number, you must feel amazing that you know that this, you know, because we know that we're here for so much, you know, to create so much impact. Yeah. Look, Samantha, I I just, you know, that was never a goal to, you know, we're going to help people set 15 million goals. That's my life mission. No, no, my life mission has been to help people live passionately. and, And part of that is making sure that people... Uh, know why how you know mm. so when why becomes clear the how becomes easy and 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 you know once we get people to understand you know what their their why is and what they ne- you know what they want to achieve and where they want to achieve it 
then, you know, one of the things that we do is, is obviously, you know, show them a vehicle to move forward. And, and you know, there'd be very few people, you know, I've been a student of the goal setting process now for, well, let me just do the numbers. I mean, you know, so that's uh, 35 years I've been a student of the goal setting process. So, and, and, you know, in dealing with so many people and speaking at so many conferences and, and being translated into all these different languages, you soon understand that there's not too many things that I have heard or not too many things that people have said to me that I, I don't know how to handle when it comes to uh, peak performance, uh, when it comes to uh, achieving people's goals and, and removing the roadblocks to stop them from achieving it. Uh, I'm often described by my clients as, as the, you know, I, I, you know, I'm the person you call when you, you know, when your people and you, when you and your people really need to achieve a goal. I'm that call because of just the knowledge that I have to be able to sort of go, you know, when people are going, oh, this is so, going to be so difficult. No, no, this is going to be easy. We, we just need to change this and this and this. And, and all of a sudden there's this compounding impact, this domino effect that moves people forward. But when they're so stuck in it, um, you know, it's, it's obstacles, it's roadblocks, it's challenges. And it's just about giving people a different perspective. And you said that you never set out to help people make 15 million goals, but you had an end goal, right? And it wasn't around the goals. It was around the legacy or the impact or... Making a difference in people's lives. You know, like at the end of the day, that's what inspires me to continue to do the work that I do. I'm exceptionally blessed and so grateful that, you know, people pay me to do exactly what I love to do. And, you know, and, and in saying that, that's not without, you know, it's not, you know, all, you know, roses and caviar. It's, it's, you know, there's challenges along the way because I have to keep on growing. I have to keep on doing things differently. I have to keep on evolving to be able to, you know, to be able to be the best version and not the second best version of somebody else. That, that's, the, that's the quest that I'm on is to, and, and we all need to be on, you know, I have to become, you know, I have to become a living example for people I stand up and present for. But more importantly, I have to become a living example for the Christine and, and my two daughters. Uh, I don't want to be the talking example. I mean, I think all professional speakers have a, have a big habit of falling into the, you know, uh, let me tell you what you need, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't do it. And, mm-hmm. and so I always want to be so congruent around that I'm going to have the greatest influence and impact is if I'm the living example, not the talking example. I love that. You know, it is about the end goal. And, and um, like I shared with you, I actually have one of your quotes in my workbooks, um, which you mentioned when the why becomes clear, the how becomes easy. And this is what your 100 goals really gets clear on, isn't it? It's getting really clear on what that end goal is so that the rest just happens. So in effect, you're reverse engineering where you want to be. Yeah. Oh, look, you know, there's lots of people that talk about why. And, and, you know, if you, if you dated back, even Jim Rowan, you know, spoke about, you know, finding your reason why, you know, Simon Sinek talks about that. And, and you know, that, it's a relevant point, but it, it's got to be three components. You've got to know why, what, how. It, it's got to be heart, head, hands. It's got to be feel, think, do. It's got to be, you have to have an emotional connection, a mental connection and a physical connection. And so a lot of people get stuck as well there, Samantha, because they go, oh, I don't know what my why is. Well, don't worry about it. You know, well, what's your why for the month, for the year, for the week? To answer the question, what's, what have you been put on this? You know, Buckminster Fuller had a lovely quote. said, what were you put on this planet that nobody else can do? What, you, you've got to you, go and sit on a rock 
uh, for a considerable amount of time to ponder that. So, so let's put that to one side for a tick and go pursue this purpose here while you're finding that purpose there. So what's the purpose for the next 12 months? What's the purpose between now and the end of the year? What's your purpose for that time frame? Because in pursuit of that purpose, you'll start to get more clarity around what the bigger purpose is. And, and what I do know is with clarity comes confidence, with confidence comes certainty, and with certainty comes more consistency. And mm-hmm. how many of us are consistently inconsistent? <laughs> You know, either in taking action or our mindset or it's our, the, you know, how we turn up every day. You know, I, I was at a workshop a couple of Mondays ago with a, a, a colleague of mine and he invited me to come along and sit through his negotiation skills workshop and, and, and you know, he was going through his stuff. You have to believe with every cell in your body that you're going to achieve whatever you set out to achieve. And I thought, wow, isn't that powerful because... If you believe with every cell in your body, so if the listeners are, you know, think about a goal that you want to achieve in your life, short-term, medium-term, long-term. If you believe in every cell in your body that that goal would come true, how would you walk? How would you talk? What would your mindset be? How would you turn up emotionally, mentally, and physically? Because what we do know is that when you shift yourself from a physiology point of view, you shift your mindset. The, the classic example is if somebody's listening, you know, uh, look up and try and think of something negative. So not you possible. Can, no. And so if I can change my physiology to so like say, I, I know I haven't achieved this goal yet, but if I turn up as, as with the mindset that I'm deserving, capable of achieving that goal, then then, oh, you know, I turn up a different person. So that's what we need to be able to, um, to do as part of that process. We need to start to think a little bit about what is it, what's important, what matters, what makes a difference, and then start to say, how do I believe that with every cell in my body? Now, I've got about 50 million questions that just came out of that. You're already dropping value right. bombs gal- galore. So let's just like okay. take a break and go back. Yes. The first thing I wanted to touch on is... You talk about the why, when the why becomes clear. And I'm going to play devil's advocate here, and I'm sure you hear this just as many times a day as I do. People saying, I don't know what my why is. What is the very first thing that those people can do? Because I know that I've been in that place before, and you just go in circles of uncertainty, you know, lack of self-confidence, all of the other bits. So what's the first thing that we can do to get really clear on that why? Because it's not just one day we don't have a why and the next day we do and it miraculously and magically appears, right? Well, the first part of the process, Samantha, is you've got to work out what's important, what matters and what makes a difference to you. So, you know, the, the, the whole thing around, everyone gets that you need to have a why, but the, the question I often get from people is, oh, but I don't know what my why is. And, and I'm hearing the same thing you're hearing. The real secret now is to work out you know, to get back to your, uh, to your core, to your centre. And the centre is that's why you need to start uh, writing down 100 goals you want to achieve in your lifetime. Because, and why 100? Why not 10? Because, you know, anybody can write down 10. Yeah, right. And so, I, you know, I've created a whole art out of – and, you know, people go, oh, jeez, oh, I couldn't write 
and 100 goals. Yes, you can. Yeah, I can get I can get anyone to 100. See, if I can ask you 25 questions and get you to come up with four answers for each of the 25 questions, I'll get you to 100. Yes. And so, you know, you've seen me do this in workshops and seminars. I mean, it, it's quite easy. You know, your, your son's done this with me. He and so, has. <laughs> you know, so people go, but I don't know what the 25 questions are. That's okay. Go to keithabraham.com forward slash resources and there are the 25 questions to create your lifetime goal list. And, and, and now I'm a realist around this, Samantha. You know, there are some questions that your listeners will, will not be able to answer and there'll be other questions they'll write down 10, they'll write down 10 things. So yes. there's no right or wrong with this. Like, for example, somebody, you know, for example, you might go, well, tell me, tell me four countries, but you could probably tell me 10 or 20 countries you'd love to visit. Yes. Where if I said, tell me four things you want to do for the community, you go, oh, I don't know. But other person, you go, oh, no, I want to do 10 things. I want to volunteer for the, at the RSPCA. I want to go, you know, for the, you know, the, the ride for cancer. I want to, what's saying, I want to, you know, uh, deliver meals on Christmas Day, you know, for... Uh, for St. Vinny's, I wonder what's saying, blah, 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 blah. And so th- there's no right or wrong with this, but why 100? Well, 100 is, is that when you start getting to 70 and 80, you start bringing up all, this, all the things in your life that you've suppressed or denied because you've thought, I'm not worthy, deserving, capable, I don't have the money, I, 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 don't, I don't have the smarts for it, I don't have the job for it. We're talking about the future. And so let's not make sure, let's make, make sure our past stops us from achieving the vision for the future. I love that. I, like, I actually have been through this process a few times. Um, you know, yeah. I have your books. I did the process yes. the first time. Thank and, you. And I, and I actually reflect on this often because they do change. And yes. I thoroughly recommend sitting down and pushing yourself to that 100. The first time I found a lot harder um, because of exactly that, these limiting beliefs of I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough or I can't afford or who am I to do that. But what starts to happen exactly like you say is that as you go through, you start to really, you start to actually see your why because yeah. you might see, wow, I actually want to travel to 25 countries or connect with all these people. And you start to actually see your values and your why come out in your goals, yeah. not at the beginning, but it's, it magically appears. Yeah, it sure does. And so you have to help to identify the things you're passionate about before you can help to identify what the things you're purposeful about. Mm. So tell us and about so, that, Keith. What's the difference between passionate and purposeful? Yeah, well, you know, well, passion are the things that energise, enthuse and engage you. They're the things that empower you. As you do them, they, they make you feel better. And purpose is about what you put on this planet to do. So that's, that's the why piece, you know, like what's your purpose? What's the purpose as a parent? What's the purpose as, a, as an employee, as a business owner? Uh, what's your purpose, you know, as a coach of the footy team or, or of the netball team? You know, what's, what's your pur- you know, what's the purpose? And so, you know, that's, you know, one is about the bigger, one is about the things that, that energise you and the other is about the things that, that really, that really you um, that give you a sense of meaning. And, you know, and, and what often happens is, you know, I often say to people is that passion fits in two categories. There are things in your life that you love to do and you're going to earn an income from it. And then there are things in your life that you earn, earn an income from so you can go and do the things you love to do. 
And often what happens is that for the majority of people, it's neither either. You know, they exist, they endure, they don't enjoy and do the things that excite because at the end of the day, your life's made up of four parts. There are things, you know, you, you either you either, either do the things that you, um, that you love, so the things that excite you and energise you, um, or you do the things that you enjoy or you do the things that you have to do or you do the things that you hate to do. And, and so often, you know, when people's life is just full of everything they have to do and hate to do, uh, highly technical term, but their life is crappy, <laughs> you know, and, and it's because they don't ever, um, they don't ever stop and sort of go, well, what would, you know, what they endure and exist. They don't go, what would, it, what would I enjoy? And give themselves permission um, to stand at the front of the line. And, and to put themselves first. And this is, um, this is something a number of people struggle with is that they, they put everyone else first, you know, whether it be family, whether it be the, the job, you know, the, you know and, and sooner or later you cannot give what you have not got. And if you run out of energy, you haven't got that to give to anybody, including yourself. Totally. And I find that permission piece is so huge. We don't feel that we're worthy enough in so many different you know, it can be different areas for all of us. What is an action step that we can take to help us understand that we are worthy and we can give ourselves permission? Um, it's confidence. You know, when you get greater clarity comes a higher degree of, self, you know, confidence. So I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. You know, that, that changes people's psyche. It changes people's mindset. It changes people's uh, physiology. So definitely having, you know, confidence that comes from that clarity. So the first thing is get really clear on where you want to go. The second thing is is that take action. From the action, you get a result. From the result, your belief is impacted upon. And when you're in, and you, when your belief increases, you set better goals, you take better action, you achieve better results, and your belief is impacted upon even more. Now, this can either spiral up or it can spiral down. For example, you know, set a goal, don't take action, so procrastinate. The result is crappy. And you go and your belief is, oh, I can't do this. It's very tough. It's the economy. It's the government. It's the dollar. It's the, you know, it's my boss. It's my partner. It's the kids. It's blah, 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 blah. Like all the external factors. Yeah. But in essence, it's you. Oh, totally. And then, of course, you set less goals, no goals or, or what's same, or you, you know, you, you set, you know, you exist. And, of course, you know, what you have to do is if you want to shift your level of confidence, you have to feel like you're making progress. And with progress comes momentum. With momentum comes confidence. And, and that's where the belief is built upon. And for a lot of people, it's just the real key, Samantha, is getting started. Oh, totally. Yeah. And your 100 goals is actually a perfect way to get started. Totally a perfect way to get started. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this is not my topic. This is your topic. But I know for me is just writing them down, almost being disconnected, like take, taking the detachment out of getting the goal and just going, okay, cool. So what's the next required action I need to take to do this? It almost took the energy out of it so I could achieve whatever it was. But then over yeah. time, take, taking that next required action turned into a consistent habit, I guess, which gave me more confidence, more certainty, exactly what you were saying, which means that yeah. you're setting the bar higher and higher 
Hence yep. me redoing the 100 goals all the time because it, it's, it's like a muscle, I guess. Is that the kind of... Yeah, 100% it is. It's, it's what, what you, where you focus your attention, you strengthen your belief. So, you know, if your attention is focused on, oh, geez, everything doesn't seem to work for me, your belief is everything doesn't work for me. Uh, yeah, so it's where you, where you need to focus your attention. Now, that the key is... And I've got a, a whole formula around setting goals that nobody else talks about. And, and, you know, everybody I show it to and share it with, they go, this is so simple. Mm. I feel so compelled. I, I feel so committed. And I feel so connected to this goal. And I just feel it's part of me. It's not external to me. It's part of me. And, and the reason what part of that process is that once you have absolute clarity about um, the emotional connection, the mental connection, the physical connection, the 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 head, you know, the heart, head, hands. Once you have that uh, that clarity around that, then you know what you do. You let it go. You you, you don't obsess over it. Mm-hmm. What you do is you is you obsess over the daily rituals that you need to have in your life to generate how you want to feel and to move you closer to that goal. And, and so what? If that goal is so important to you, so what if it takes you a year? But time you know, becomes so- irrelevant while you're, while you're, you know, doing some of these things and creating influence and impact because you're not counting the days. You're just being no. drawn towards something. Correct. You are, you are just spending your energy and your effort on what you can control and you're letting go of the uncontrollable. You know, for a lot of people, I don't know what's going to happen next week. but if something happens next week, I adjust and modify the plan, but I have today. I, 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 I can, you know, I can get up early and I can go for my walk and I can select what I'm going to eat and I'm going to what the same, you know, and, and all I have to worry about is the next meal and, and you know, and, and the next choice I need to make around food. And, and so, you know, so I have these daily rituals. You put these daily rituals in place that move you towards what you want, moves you away from what you don't want, and in the process gets you closer to the goal that you want to achieve. So I've, actually, I've written down a word here, and I'm really interested in your take of how this comes together. The word sure. I've written down is manifestation. Yeah. You're talking about, you know, these goals and thinking, feeling, and doing it, and really feeling it in every cell of your body. Is this your is this manifestation, or do you see that as something different? No, it's all part of it. You know, you, you, you're going to manifest what you want in your life through mindset first, and then you know, well, it's probably a combination. It's a combination of mindset and action, and and, and then the next piece of the puzzle is making sure you develop yourself mentally, because my belief is that you. You're going to go there mentally before you go there physically. And so what do you need to do to have the mindset? And this comes back to every cell in your body believing that this goal is going to come true. What do you have to do? To What knowledge do you need to gain? What information do you need to obtain? What expertise do you need to develop? What beliefs do you need to shift? You know, what, what's the singleness of focus you need to have from a mindset perspective? And so as you're, doing, as you're doing those things, you are manifesting the circumstances and the situations in your life so that you take and so you make the right choices that will move you closer to what you want and further away from what you don't want. 
Totally. I'd, I'd love to share a story here. And I know I've shared a little bit of this, well, actually quite a lot of this story with you, but just to add on to the end of this, as we're talking about this manifestation, where, you know, back when I did these 100 goals with you, I think we worked out maybe back in 2014 was the first time. Yes, I that that's down. correct. Yeah. I wrote down my 100 goals. At that time, it, it wasn't what it is now, but one of them was that I did want to get married and I wanted more fun and adventure. And over the years, this changed and I met my partner and, you know, he proposed and I said, look, we've got to do it in a way that brings fun and adventure. And we decided to get married on a glacier in Alaska. Yeah. So, so we set that all up and, you know, we were all ready to go and this particular 30 days to the day that we were leaving Australia to go head to Alaska, mm-hmm. I was actually down in Adelaide at my hen's uh, weekend and, and Leon was out in the country and we actually got news that we had no tickets, that there'd been uh, something really quite awful had happened and, and our travel agent had um, sort of stolen the money. They hadn't sort of stolen the money. They had stolen the money. We had no tickets. And I believed in every cell of my body that we were still going, even though at that time yeah. I was like, how are we going to pull this off? We're talking yeah, about taking four people mm. overseas for a month in 30 days. But, you know, I didn't worry about the how. I just, I truly, I could close my eyes. I could see us on the glacier. I could, I felt what it would feel like and I could hear what was happening around me and I could see it like it was just a photograph. It was that clear. And I remember saying to Leon, don't worry, it's going to happen. I can see it. If I couldn't, I actually said to him, if I couldn't see it, we probably wouldn't be going, but I can see it clear as day. It's just going to fall into place. And, and it did, and we went. But the funniest thing was the day before we left the country, we're, we're all sitting around having a big family dinner, and, uh, and the kids were here. And so my son that had been to your workshop, uh, we're chatting away, and I said, oh, I'm so excited about going up in the helicopter up to the glacier. And I said, I hope the helicopters are black because they'll look better in the photos. And my son turned around and said, no, nah, they're going to be yellow. And I said, why is that? And he said, have you ever heard the saying yellow hawk down? So we all had a laugh at this. I kid you not. We get to the helipad and there they are, the row of yellow helicopters. <laughs> and it was like, there was multiple manifestations happening there and yeah. exactly as we'd all seen it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I think that if we, when we do let go of the how and just know exactly what it is we want, you know, Connor was scared about going in the helicopter, but he knew that in his head, if it was yellow, we were going to be safe. He got that yeah, exactly. manifestation. We knew that we were going, um, you know, it, it just the universe provides, I guess. Yeah. Look, I, I, I just think, you know, if you talk about the universe, here's what I do know, and for everybody listening to this, you have to understand this, is that the day you set the goal, you will be tested. You know, <laughs> this is so true. <laughs> so, you know, you will be tested. I mean, like the, the classic is, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose, I'm going lo- to get healthy. I'm going to lose a bit of weight. I'm going to what's the same? Just get my you know, get my summer body happening, you know. Like, and you sort of go right tomorrow morning. I'm going to I'm going to go. That's the morning that it is bucketing down rain. That's the morning that it is just wet, and you go, oh, I won't be able to do it. And so, or or better still, uh, no, I'm going to eat really healthy this week. I'm going to well. That's the day that somebody at work brings in cake for mm. Mary's birthday. That's that day, mm. you know. So as soon as you set a goal, you will be tested. Now, if you, if you know that, you can combat that because if you, if you know that's going to happen, if you know you're going to be tested, then, okay, so w- w- what would be my plan B? You know, I wrote a blog about this. My, my, I caught up with my brother as a bushy and, and, um, and he said, you know, one of his mentors said, you've got to have 
a plan. In, you know, you've got to have a plan in your right hand. You've got to have a plan in your left hand. And you've got to have a plan in your back pocket. You mm. know, so every one of us needs to have that uh, that alternate plan. So if it is raining, I mean, it look, it's crystal clear blue sky out there at the moment. But if it is raining, what, what would be my plan B? And and it, and if it is somebody's birthday, and or we've got to go out for a client lunch, what what's the what's the strategy? I can't sit there and eat lettuce. I mean, you know, I've, you know, I'm taking out my client, and 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 they want to, you know, go and have a big plate of fish and chips or something like that. Well, that's okay. I'll I'll, I'll work. I'll walk for forty five minutes in the afternoon, or I'll what say, well, you know what? I'll just have the fish and salad. I, I won't have. Uh, I won't have it crumbed. I won't have it battered. I won't have the chips. You know, you, you just got to set yourself up in advance so you sort of go okay well what you know what what could happen here you know like i'm going for this sales target so you know what 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 could happen what if we we don't have the supply well once again it it just comes back to samantha you got to control the controllables and there are some things that'll go out of your control and you go okay we'll put a we put a cross through that date and we start again tomorrow this is making me think of a conversation that i just had earlier with someone Going back years ago, I used to have this belief, and I think it was a belief because of the people that I was surrounding myself with. And the belief I had at that time, and this was many years ago, was if something like that happened, I would say the universe just isn't ready for me. It's, it's the universe's way of saying it's not my time to do that thing. I now have a completely different belief. <laughs> yeah, uh, good. <laughs> but, is, you know, is there something that you hear a lot of people saying, you know, well, you know, something bad happened. I mean... Maybe it's worse than the raining while you're going to get fit, but you know you, yeah. you've got this. You set this big goal, and something really, really derails, and and the wheels fall off. And you know you're saying to yourself, "It's just not the right time. It's the universe's way of showing me that I'm not on the right track." Can you tell us? I'd love to just dive into your thoughts about that just for a minute. Yeah, yeah, good question. I, I think my belief around that is that sometimes everything's. Uh, timing and maybe I just need to change more. Maybe you know if I if I haven't achieved a goal, maybe I just it's 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 around I, I haven't changed and evolved enough. Because you know like, I mean you know there's this, the statistics around people who win the lotto and are three years later in a the same or worse position after they won multi million dollars. Mm. Um, it, it's because they haven't grown into it. Yes. They haven't grown into the money, and I think that's the same as the goal. You know sometimes we haven't. Uh, we haven't dealt with those little roadblocks that we've uh, suppressed or, or pushed to one side or denied, and we haven't dealt with that enough. So we can, you know, so we can, um, you know, I believe with all our, you know, heart, mind, and soul that um, that we're going to achieve that goal. I think, you know, the whole, you know, maybe the universe, you know, like, wow, well, I don't, I don't know, you know, I just think that. The opportunity's there. If it doesn't happen this week, if it doesn't happen this month, if it doesn't happen next year, and, and I've been diligent enough and been conscious enough and developed myself enough and taken the right action, you know, it, and, 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 and the goal is really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think this is where you've got to work out. There are some goals that you're interested in and there's some goals you're committed to. So for sometimes, you know, oh, you know, like the universe hasn't provided, is that they haven't proved goal that you're interested in or you're committed in. Because I just think that, you know, when you, uh, when you turn up and you're serious about achieving it, I think the, the universe has a wonderful way of providing opportunities. Totally. I, uh, the reason I brought that up, it, 
again, it was something that happened. I had an opportunity to go overseas this month and obviously I've just got back from overseas and I just went, yeah, I want to take that opportunity with both hands. And I kid you not, Friday something went wrong, Saturday something went wrong, Monday, Tuesday. Even this morning I was just like, oh, my goodness, this isn't going to happen. And I just went, no, it is going to happen. And, you know, just before we spoke, everything beautifully fell into place. But I wonder how many people would just let that go and go, it's not meant to be. But the second I made it happen by making a couple of phone calls that I really didn't want to make and it all fell into place, next minute I've had an invitation to this, you know, influencer's house that I've wanted to meet for years and years and all of these things have fallen into place. So um, it's interesting. I, I do think that it's almost like, you have to you have to prove yourself and it, well. Uh, look, I think the universe has a has a way, you know, of, of saying, "Are you serious? Are yeah. you serious?" Yeah. And and that's the little roadblocks they put in it puts in front of you, and and you sort of go, "Are you serious about this?" And if you're serious about it, then then you'll make it ha- You know, you'll make it happen. And you know, the thing I do is I just you know, I, look, I, I've got a couple of key goals that I'm you know working towards at the moment, but. But the goals that they are, you know, my thinking is, well, you know what, if it doesn't happen by the end of this month, I mean, that's okay. The goal is still relevant. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll you know, so if it happens at the end of the year and, and what it does is it takes the the uh, obsession of this must happen and, I, and, and, you know, my life will be, you know, crap if I don't get it. And don't, it takes that piece away mm-hmm. to then sort of go, okay, well, you know, I keep on, you know, and that doesn't mean that I've stopped working towards it or anything like that. It means that I continue to focus on what I can control, which is the daily actions. And and by continuing to focus there, you know, the goal is important enough to me, Samantha, that if it doesn't happen by the end of the month, if it happens in a month after that or it happens before the end of the year, you know, it's it's still it's still relevant, it's still important, and, and that's when it was supposed to happen anyway. So to give us some context... Can you take us back to the time that you very first had to write these 100 goals and, and explain a little bit about what happened when you went through that process, where you were at that time, what happened in that process and the outcome that it gave you to become, you know, to be where you are today and, and with what you're yeah. doing? Yeah, good question. Um, so I was 23 and a half years of age working in a local council on the Gold Coast and um, my boss come to me one day and said, we'd like you to go on this week-long leadership program. And I thought, he's got rocks in his head because I'm sleeping a couple of hours every day. Uh, the weeds are running rampant in my area. And then he said the magic word, you get a week off work with full pain. I thought, you know what, maybe I believe. <laughs> um, and so he was involved in Rotary and every year Rotary uh, right around Australia run a program called RILA, Rotary Youth Leadership Award. And it was for 18 to 24-year-olds. It's now changed a little bit to be 20 to 28-year-olds. And um, I went along to this week-long leadership program and with about 80 other participants and had this wonderful, you know, um, you know, had people tell me that I was worthy, you know, deserving, capable, and I was truly inspired um, and influenced by that whole, you know, leadership program. And on the last day, a guy stood up and said, we want you to grab a clipboard and, uh, and a few pieces of paper and a pen, go and find yourself a shady tree. Well, I knew how to do that, the council. And... <laughs> I thought, I've got this mastered. And they said, we want you to write down 100 things you want to do in your lifetime. And I thought, well, how hard could that be? I'm 23 and a half years of age. I've got the rest of my life ahead of me. How hard could that be? 
Now, understanding this, this was their only instruction. So unlike what I do now and I can get anybody to 100 regardless of how you feel or where you're at or what's happened to you in the past, is I, I was able to just like, so, you know, in, in that particular environment, even after everyone told me I could, you know, be good, you know, do good, you know, achieve good, you know, be more, have more, do all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. um, I was still only able to write down, you know, as I said, six things, you know, and the seventh thing I wrote down was finish this list. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, even because all the past programming comes up, you know, what, you know, what, what, you know why would you, why could you achieve that? I mean, you know, you... You know, you dropped out of year 12, you just work at the council, you know, you, you, you know there's a whole lot of, geez, I, you know, this is my lot. I'm going to work 40 hours a week for the next 40 years of my life, retire at the, at the council. This is, the, this is it. Never be sacked, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so, you know, there's a whole lot of programming came up. But I, I went away and, and, and I just I, I said, you know, and, and, you know, I, I joked about writing down, you know, finish this list, but... But that was the goal. I mean, that was the goal. The goal was over the next six weeks that I'd, you know, every couple of days I'd add a couple more things to it until I got to 100. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say I was going to do it in six weeks' time. I just said I'm just going to finish this list. doesn't matter. It takes me a whole year to do it. But I just believed in the process. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what, what happened then was I, I started to change and evolve because I thought, well, I have to be different if I'm going to achieve these things. I can't just keep on doing the same thing. So... I started, you know, the first book I read was How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, you know, mm-hmm. uh, somebody recommended that at the leadership program. And, and so I, I then started going to some seminars and workshops. And I just started, I got on a personal development, personal growth journey. And the more I shifted my mindset, the more those goals come to fruition. And it was things that I was starting to tick off. I mean, within the first 12 months, I mean, I wrote down, Never, never public spoke before. Um, but I wrote down, I wanted to speak in front of a, I wanted to speak in front of a thousand people, and I all of a sudden I got this invitation to go and present to at a Rotary conference to a thousand, eleven hundred people. Wow! Uh, about the experience, and here I am going, you know, like this is, I'm going, what did I write that cult? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like, what was oh, I, I thinking? <laughs> what was I thinking? Because because part of going to that program, you're sponsored to go to that program, and so I had to go back to the Rotary Club that sponsored to, to speak to twenty people. I was sick. I was physically sick. I was so nervous. They were all, you know, these old guys, and and um, and I thought, whoa, you know. And now at that point in time, I could have said, I'm never going to do this again. Mm-hmm. But at that point in time, I set another goal and said, well, I'm going to go to Toastmasters. I'm going mm-hmm. to go and join Toastmasters. I'm going to do that for a year and I'm going to get better at standing up and, and presenting. And that, you know, that led me to where I am today, you know, and I'm still learning, still learning to present better, tell stories better, you know, enhance my stagecraft, do all that sort of stuff. It, you know, one really cool part about writing down a list of 100 is that as you achieve one, another opportunity presents itself. And so about about 15 years ago, I started a research project and I got people to send me their list of 100 goals. And we had about 15, uh, sorry, about 1,500 people do that. And because uh, I knew how many I'd achieved and I sort of thought, well, I wonder what, if that's, if I'm above average, below average, if this is the average, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so through that research project, we took um, three years. Um, I can tell you that, 
if you sent me a list of 100 goals today and I sent it back to you in three years' time, I can guarantee you that you'll, on average, have achieved 40 of them. If you leave with me for two more years, so make it now five years, it's close to 70. Wow. So what that started to get me to think is, you know, here's what I do now. If you achieve 40 goals, big, smaller and different, your listeners achieve 40 goals, big, smaller and different in the next three years, is it safe to say their life would change? And, and because there's, and here's what I do know is, is that as you achieve one goal, another opportunity presents itself. A door that wasn't there before open. A situation presents itself. And that's the journey of getting people to, A, start their list of 100 and then start to tick things off. And what was interesting is when we sent their list of back to the 1,500 people, the amount of people that had come back to us and gone, I'd forgotten all about it, but I've gone through my list and I've ticked off 30 things. I've gone through my list and I've ticked off 50 things. I just can't even believe it. It's so so spooky that some of these things that have come true that I didn't even have on the list, you know, some of these things that come true that I wrote down, you know, that I hadn't, you know, that I didn't even think about. And so that's the value of planting those ideas in, in your mind and, and in essence, you know, if we want to get a little technical with this, is that at the back of your head is a thing called a reticular activating system, uh, RAS. And, and what it does is as soon as you articulate something either verbally or in written format, what then starts to happen is you get um, your subconscious starts looking for the circumstances, the situation or the opportunity to pursue that. And the best way to describe it is that if your listeners have ever thought ever thought about buying a new car, as soon as you make a decision, I want to buy this type of car, that's the car you see everywhere. Oh, yeah, there's a beautiful silver R8, Audi yes. R8 that zooms around here all the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, but that's the reticular activating system. That car's always been there. Absolutely. But now, but now you're focused on it. Now you're focused on, on, and this is your subconscious combining with your consciousness to start to um, you know, bring that reality or bring that to top of mind. It was always there before. It was just in the peripheral vision. Now your vision it has, what's the same, has got clarity around it and, you know, the 10 billion you know, sorry, 100 billion, um, you know, um, sparks that you have in your brain every day firing off one of those or two of those or three of those things are going, you know, looking, look, look for the Audi, you know, look for the Audi R8, you know, look, mm. look for, and, 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 you know, and, but they've always been there. And so mm. this is, the, this is the power of, of starting to get into your vision and into your mindset, what you really, really want. Totally. So as thought leaders, I, I believe that, that we do what we do because we really understand the importance of influencing and impacting. Um, that's why I asked you uh, onto the show because everything that you talk about is helping us to grow into more influence and impact. I know you mentioned at the beginning of the episode where we can find you, but I'd love it if you could remind us where to head to. Yeah, great. Let, let me give you a couple of things. So if people want to visit um, Keith Abraham, that's K-E-I-T-H-A-B-R-A-H.com.au. Let's say KeithAbraham.com. Um, there's a whole lot of resources and everything there. But let me make a different offer to everybody here, Sam. If they want to go to Keith's resources, that's K-E-I-T-H-S resources.com they can actually if they they can actually get access to four things um, my weekly inspirational insightful blog 
that I do every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Secondly, they can get uh, access to an ebook, which will help them clarify um, their list of 100 by providing them with their questions and the um, and 400 examples of people's list of 100. There's also a 60-minute audio where I actually walk through the goal-setting process that they can download and listen to it on their iPhone or Android. And the final piece is there's a number of worksheets that will help them clarify what's the most important goal in their life. So if they want to go to keysresources.com, they just put in their name and their email address and they'll just um, get access to that information and get access to that regular insightful and influential blog that I do every Wednesday. Love it. And I, I really honestly hope that you all reach out and grab those resources. Publicly sharing that spending time with Keith, going through these, all of you know what he teaches has absolutely changed my life out of this world. Like if you had have seen what I was, was going on in my world four years ago and the difference of today, um, obviously there's a lot of influence in my life with a lot of amazing people, but definitely... Keith, you've been one of those influencers, so definitely go and and uh, and grab his resources. Thanks, Samantha. It's a delight chatting with you as always, and um, I love the work that you're doing and and the difference that you're making in people's lives by just sharing knowledge and helping people on the journey. Thanks so much, and thanks for being here and sharing all of your value bonds with us today. Too easy. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders in a Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.